Welcome to another episode of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, and this is the great episode 10. We've made it. Uh, we also, this is uh, another great episode because we have a very special guest on our show. We have Robin Bates on here with us. Hi there, guys. How are you doing? He uh, is a life coach for geeks, and we're really happy to have him. And there's all kinds of firsts this week. We have episode 10, and we also found out we have over 300 downloads for our podcast in less than 10 episodes. So thanks, everyone, for the support and the listens. It just helps us helps us out, makes us feel great. I love that you guys are loving it. Let us know what you think by reaching out to us at GWBpod on Twitter and at our Gmail, GWBpodcast at gmail.com. So we have our guest, and we also have with us Rena. Hello. And Nick. Hello. <clears throat> I, I just want to apologize, listeners, for the outset of two things. First of all, I'm slightly ill, so if I end up coughing and spluttering throughout this recording, I apologize. That's and disgusting. I've had a... Shut up! <laughs> and I... And if I spa- if I space out a bit, I've had a very stressful couple of days, but I will do my best. I just want to apologise now, so you don't get loads of angry reviews being like, "Why the hell do you sound like?" Batman? You know what I'm hearing? You know what I'm hearing right now, Nick? What? I'm hearing ex- excuses. Excuses. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, what like, have you been up to? Um, I've been up to all kinds of stuff. I set up my computer with uh, VirtualBox for, um. Basically, it's kind of like dual booting, but it's a virtual machine. So I yeah. installed Ubuntu on that, so I can study like programming stuff on uh, Linux distro. And then uh, with that, I've also signed up for a bunch of edX classes. Like um, I did MIT's uh, Intro to Programming course. I signed up for that. I signed up for a marketing course. I signed up for uh, one of those classes that's called the Science of Everyday Thinking, and they talk about like how our brains make decisions, which I might uh, have a discussion with you later on about that, Robin, because mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting once I get into it. Also, uh, for those of you that also listen to the One Track Gamers podcast, I started playing Final Fantasy XIV with them because that game is sweet. Uh, <laughs> I'm fanboying over it so hard. I just I can't get enough. Uh... Um, I've also joined a gaming group called Last Man Contingent. They're kind of cool. They... Um, play like Planetside 2, GTA, all kinds of stuff, but they have like an interview process, right? So I got on with them and I got on the team speak and they were like, okay, you ready for this interview? And I said, yep. And they're like, do you get offended easily? And I said, um, no, not really. Like I'm in the military. I'm used to like vulgar language and stuff. They're like, okay, do you have a sister? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, I know. And my thought was like, where are they going with this? And they're like, you have a mother, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay. We're set, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, um, yes, I have a mother. And like, okay, so if you had to, how would you compare her breast size in fruit? Jesus and I was Christ. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you the answer. Oh, come but, on. Uh, you listen to me tonight. <laughs> I, uh, my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for the sake of all of our sanities, let's not go into this now. Yeah, I, I, like, I was like, these people. So apparently they're all about um, just saying whatever you want. No, they're funny dudes. They have a good sense of humor. Yeah. So they're cool. Uh, besides that, I downloaded <clears throat> this app called Habitica, which I got the idea from Robin, which gamifies your life, basically. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the topics later, but the idea is you do chores or whatever, and you get rewarded for it, and your avatar gets experience, and you can get loot, things like that. But um, yeah, we'll talk more about it. It's kind of cool. It's in the trial version right now. Doesn't so that mean someone's me. stolen our idea? Didn't we say exactly this in our very first episode? Life, the uh, the Level life simulator. Life. Yeah, there's now there's there's a bunch of um, like habit building games, and I'm sure Robin can talk about that. 
and which I'm going to toss it over to Robin to tell us what he's been up to and also uh, a little bit about yourself since the podcast listeners probably don't know who you are right now. <laughs> uh, well, cheers. Thanks for having me on, uh, guys. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining uh, us. Um, so, yeah, I'm Robin, Robin Bates of Coaching for Geeks. Uh, I used to be a shy, retiring type. I spent my 20s. Uh, trying to find my place in the world and made a few mistakes along the way, drink and drugs and all that kind of thing. Airlifted out of the Glastonbury Festival. My mum's had a lot of sleepless nights along the way. Uh, eventually got my life on track, climbed to the top of the corporate ladder, hated the view, threw all my toys out of the pram, that's it, I'm leaving London forever. I'm going to get a dog and we shall brood on the moors of Devon uh, and be miserable in the rain and stare into the ocean. Uh, eventually I decided to look at what I was doing all my skills knowledge experience you've been coaching for years why not do something with that so now it's my mission to make sure that every geek every nerd everyone with a passion can can really start to live their lives fearlessly full of confidence authentically and everyone can get what they want um, just by changing the perspective you know, I'll, I'll tell you, Robin, I, I love your message. And I, you've heard this from me several times already. Like, the whole coaching for geeks thing is freaking fantastic. And I want our listeners to know, um, like, that is the message we try to spread in our podcast. And I, we specifically brought Robin on because I thought his message is amazing. And I want to be able to build up those around us. So I'm learning a lot from Robin. Um, I'm sure he's willing to, like, shoot out, like, text messages and calls for help if, if, you're, if you need it. But, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you um, coming on here. You said you climbed to the top of the corporate ladder and hated the view. Like, were you like, what I envision in my head is like office space or something like that, where <laughs> yeah. like you wearing the shirt and tie or like wearing the suit every day and you like just hate the printer and all the like the paperwork BS. Damn that printer. Yeah. yeah. More than damn the printer. <laughs> <laughs> and the people I was working with and the people I was serving and just everything about it just didn't sit right with me. Um, I think. I think personally the key is is the people you're working with and who you're working for because yeah. I mean you said you want the people you're working with and, and working for didn't didn't say right and I have that struggle in my workplace right now because like I work with good dudes but there's a lot of people that are in charge of me that I just I don't want to work for because <laughs> I don't like their like they're just not good people you know what I'm saying but don't get me wrong there's a lot of good people in the military just not the ones I work for right now so <laughs> do they listen um, to this <laughs> no <laughs> you might not be working for them much longer if they <laughs> oh, that would be oh, that would be a real kick it. in the teeth. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Hence, why I've only ever said very nice things about my university on this podcast. So if <laughs> ever tracked down, I will get the, to keep the, my place. The good people know who they are, and the others know that I don't like them. So <laughs> made it clear. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, what have you got going on, Robin? Five going on. I went to a this time last week. I went to a neuro linguistic programming training session because, hey, if you want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Thank you. <laughs> that is the second episode in a row we've got the Pokemon song. It's actually the third. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Third. I thought it was important to carry that on. Um, oh, thanks. You've, got to, you've got to keep training. You've got to keep developing. You've got to keep learning and expanding everything that you know. Unfortunately, the trainer didn't turn up. Um, but oh, rather, than, rather than going, oh, let's, let's all leave, um, 
I I took it on myself to lead the session. So so you you went to learn and ended up teaching. Yeah, so that was good fun. That's <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, went to a gamers meet. Uh, there's a there's a bar in in East London which has some consoles that, and board games. Is that loaded? Is that loading bar by any chance? It is. Uh, it's a secret. Yeah, record. I listen to loads of other podcasts from people in London that are like, oh, I just went to loading bar and it sounds so cool, but I'm just a bit too far out of London that it's not worth the trip. Oh well, if you fancy meeting up, we'll go for a yeah. Beer well, funny enough, I am. This is sorry, listeners. It's going a bit off topic. This is a bit admin, but I am considering uh, a trip into London over the summer, so I'll definitely get in touch. Yeah, so do. Um, so that was fun. We played some games. Uh, I beat everyone at Columns and Gang Beasts and Spyfall. Uh, I've had a meeting about an event that I'm putting on on the 13th of August. Keep it free. It's like a group coaching hmm. event. It'll be free of charge. Come along to that. And I've been preparing. Uh, for my own podcast that's launching soon with an awesome hypnotherapist called Sean Barker. So Barker and Bates Bootcamp Your Life um, will be launching in the next couple of weeks. Um, so he's ex-army and I'm a little bit camp, so boot, boot camp seems to work. Uh, See, that is, far, that is a far better creative awesome. process to come up with a title than we did. Oh yeah. We, we did yeah. put it out to the hive mind. We had some great suggestions. Um, uh <laughs> and um, do you want to know what I've been playing or are we coming back to that uh, yeah let's do that, do that. Um, I just want to point out that Brad is currently playing Life is Strange and is not that far in so just be careful what you talk about yeah, oh, yes. yeah of course yeah. Um, I'm well aware of that and I am here to bully him into progressing <laughs> yep, so am I. through Life is Strange because I reached the end of episode 3 oh my god Life is Strange Life is Strange oh my god yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, so I guess it gets better because I finished episode one and I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Like, I'll see what happens. And yeah, uh, no. I was just telling Nick, I'm at that part. I still want that part where I have to find I'm just beer gonna... bottles in the junkyard or whatever. And I'm like, I, uh, I just, just want to know what happens in the story. Where episode three ends because I think I know why Robin is flipping out so much. Yeah. So oh it's, yeah, it's worth, no, I think. It, oh play, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. See, this is that's a part of video games that I've wanted to talk about since we started this podcast, and because you haven't played it. I've not been able to discuss it. It's been like top of my the discussion list for episode episode thirty. I'll finally be done with last year. <laughs> and by then, like I'll have I'll have died or something. <laughs> Can you rewind that? Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> uh, what um, else? Sorry, about? Oh, and I've tried Dangerous Golf as well, um, which is fun, but it <clears> has no tutorial. It just goes off you go, and it's what is. What is Dangerous Golf? It's by the guys who made uh, Burnout. Uh, oh, it's by Criterion. Okay. Ex-Criterion um, team. It's It looks like Burnout Crash. It plays like Burnout Crash, but golf. Um, but it looks... <laughs> okay. I don't... What? That's crazy. <laughs> so you're like in a, in a room full of uh, pottery and plates and mirrors, and you just smack the ball. There's no, there's no three button taps or anything like that. You just point in a direction and press forwards on the stick you earn enough points and then you can set the ball on fire and hit it again it's what? it's fun it's throwaway it's very unreal engine unfortunately uh, yeah of course it has that look to it i know what you're talking yeah, about yeah it's got that glisten about it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, what else anything else? and i started playing oxen free last night as well what is what is oxen free it's a story based game some kids go to an island uh, and weird shit happens. <laughs> it's it's right. it's very story based. It plays a little bit like a Telltale game, but in two D. Um, oh, okay, okay. I'm intrigued. We'll see what happens. 
Right on. Cool. Then, um, if you got nothing else, I'll pass it over Ooh. to Rena. Why am I now <laughs> lost? Why is there been a because, shift in the hierarchy? Because Rena always goes last. Yeah. I always get put to the end and no one listens. That and you were giving me guff this morning before we <laughs> logged on. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, really, I haven't done anything this week, so it's going to be pretty short. Um, but, yeah, I uh, am kind of like on profile for working out right now so i can't really do any sort of lower body work um so that's out and technically the doctor says i'm not supposed to be doing things like chores and whatnot so <laughs> sucks to be brad but he gets to do everything um so i've just been hanging out on the couch uh reading uh throne of glass again and uh, we've actually started watching an anime called uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Oh man, it's awesome! And it's really good. So that's I don't know if you guys are anime fans. That's been my life, but it's Not it's really. a it's a good one. It's really good. Yeah. It's very hilarious. I wasn't an anime fan for a while. <clears throat> actually, my uh, I guess my intro to anime was uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, wow. Okay, and, only the best show ever. Yeah, like I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z that much or anything when I was a kid, but uh, I got Avatar, and then like. There are some really good anime shows with really deep themes, and they're funny and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. If those listeners that are into it, check out Seth Deadly Sins. Yeah. on Netflix. Anything else? No, that's it. That's, that's been my entire week. Just, just I got back from vacation, net, and I've been, been sitting on the couch. Netflix and chill? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> no, let's we're not like, talk about we're that like now. No. Reading, but... <laughs> no, leave that here. Leave that there. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, Nick, it's your turn now. Yay. You're welcome. So yeah, I've ha- I've had a I've had a stressful few days, but that's fine. It's done now. I'm back back home. I've got three months of time spread in front of me with no idea what I want to do. So I need to do something, otherwise I'm going to go slightly mad. But that's fine. Uh, games wise, I finally finished Uncharted Four. Oh oh, that that finished very well. Just... Okay, so Uncharted Four, it's the last in the Uncharted series, right? Yeah, the yeah. That, at least that's what Naughty Dog have said. Oh, it was they, no. Well, they no, <laughs> they, they they made a vague comment that they said this is the last game we will make, but perhaps hinted that they'd give the IP to other people. But I don't see them doing it. Okay, okay. But it, did it like end up wrapping up the story nicely? Oh, and stuff, per- perfectly. Yeah, really perfectly. Like I can't obviously I won't spoil it, but there's an epilogue, and it just it's so it really said to me we're shutting the book here. Just just appreciate the fact that we've made four great games and just kind of be happy. I feel so, like yeah. at some point I should play through Uncharted as well. Yeah, like um, I'm finishing off my review at the moment and I pointed out that like, if you're new to the series, if you've got uh, a current-gen console, just pick up the Nathan Drake collection and then pick up uh, four and I think you'll just have a great time <laughs> with it. Uh, and then just a couple of sort of interesting things relating to that. My review is very, my written review is very nearly done. I've just sent it off to my editor of sorts to give it a read through. And then I'm also planning in the next week or so, me and John of the One Track Gamers are going to have a bit of a spoilery discussion, what we think, what we liked, what we didn't like. And I'm going to try and release those two things sort of together. So we got sort of all my views on Uncharted 4. And then... <laughs> And then lastly, I was um, out and about out and about recently, and I was thinking, oh, because No Man's Sky's been delayed, I've got nothing to play. And right. I happened to see Just Cause 3, uh, quite cheap, which is a game I'd always intended to pick up, uh, and finally got around to it. I'm not too far in. 
it's a bit of an adjustment from Just Cause 2, but it does feel more like the game I wanted Just Cause 2 to be, which was like GTA 5, but you can blow everything up. So <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's really fun. Like they fixed the phys- physics engine a bit, but it's still got that sort of bit wonky. It's still a bit wonky, but in a good way. So I'm just having fun with it, really. Oh, that's what I loved about Just Cause, though, the fact that it was a bit wonky <laughs> and that yeah. things would explode in a ridiculous way and you yeah. get catapulted across the map and get attacked. Yeah, and you're flying through a car and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, one of, yeah it's one of the things, I don't, I don't mind sort of a wonky physics engine when it doesn't interfere with the gameplay, but it's like when you try and get into a car and you like fall through the floor, it's like this is starting to get a bit annoying. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I was I was actually really lucky that um, I bought it I bought it second hand, but I bought an edition of it that had like all, a load of the DLC thrown in. So I put it in my PlayStation. And it was like this DLC is a bit installing. This DLC is installing. So I got loads of extra mm. stuff, which is nice. Right but yeah, that's me. I've been pretty quiet on the games front. I've been partying. <laughs> Did you say you've been partying? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what do you think he's been doing these past couple days? <laughs> yeah. Nothing but partying, man. Yeah. Party animal. I, I remember that I did something. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did. I, did. I started Halo 1. Oh, that's true. She did. So, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like so, 15 yeah. years old, out of date. Well, um... it's still a good game, man. No, so uh, she finished Halo 5, and then I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I don't know what to do. So I turned on Halo, and she thought I was going to play it, and then I like got it all set up. I put on the right modes and settings and everything, and then I just like gave her the controller, and I was like, this is for you to start. I was like, I guess I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to play through the Halo series. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Although, it's like I said uh, when we talked about her playing Halo 5, Halo 1 didn't have a good intro, and the level design... I'm learning so much watching her play these games, because the level design in it's Halo really is like... Good. It's not very straightforward. Like, it's not clear where to go. And so, all the time, Rena's like, Brad, where am I supposed to go right now? And I have to, like, guide her because I've played it a thousand times. And So, it's kind of interesting, like, new players' um, looks on levels and level design you think that would be straightforward. It's actually not. So... You get lost in tunnels. <laughs> okay, I don't wow. understand which way to go. That um, on that, we're going to segue into news, though. Um, yeah. We have a couple of good things. I want to hear... Uh, what Robin has for news first, since we haven't heard from you for a bit. Oh, Alison Road has been cancelled, um, which is mm. a real shame. Uh, Team 17 uh, were working on that, and it was the Silent Hill-esque, PT-esque game that was being made in light of uh, Silent Hills being cancelled. And rumours are, um, from very dodgy sources... So don't believe this. Rumours are that, <laughs> that Team 17 has been acquired by Konami um, uh, in order to prevent this from being finished. And that throws a lot of other things up in the air, such as ukulele. Is that still going to be happening? Oh, I yeah. hope so, because um, we, with regards to ukulele, I never played any of the Banjo-Kazooie games, which is what that's sort of a spiritual successor of. <clears throat> but you could tell there was so much love for that game, given that oh, it yeah. met its Kickstarter goal. It's been created oh by God. all ex-Rare employees. Like, I really hope that game continue- comes Ukulele. When I saw the Ukulele Kickstarter announcement, and then it was completed in, like, a day with, like, millions of dollars over its estimated, like... Apparently there's a need for that game. Like, there is a, a niche like yeah. for it to fill. But, like, if, if it hits any... Speed bumps. Whoever causes those speed bumps is gonna like incur the wrath of so many gamers. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, did you did you hear recently that um 
the lead designer for No Man's Sky has been getting death threats. <laughs> oh, it's not just the lead designer. It's like the entire team. The game. And it's like... It's the, the one, I, this is a slightly off topic, but the one thing that gets me that is like, developers don't like having to delay games either. Like, it's not I good know. for them. Like, don't yeah. get angry at them. They're not happy about it either. It's kind of like someone is like, hey, by the way, we're going to like take a little bit more time to make this a better product for you. And they're like, no, I want it now. Yeah. And they throw a fit. Stomp yeah. the little you know, feet man. and shout exactly, into the yeah. void. And... So, yeah, it's um, things like that where you have to start defending the games community. And it's like, yeah, no. no. There's, I mean, I've said it before. There's always bad apples in the community. And I mean, yeah. the fewer. Okay, so they <laughs> just pointed to me. Thanks. Thanks for that. I, I expected but, uh, to be the one who pointed out, so I, I'm glad I avoid, <laughs> avoided her wrath there. The, um, I mean, there's always the few that are going to be much, much louder than the majority. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but that's, remember, that's enough on that. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you got, Nick, on the news? Um, interesting thing is um, there's a, an article I found on GameSpot that suggests Ubisoft... <coughs> pardon me. Ubisoft could be in on course to be taken over by Vivendi Entertainment mm. because um, Vivendi Entertainment have recently just bought Gameloft which is a small um, small company I think they make predominantly mobile games that I remember them making the real racing games uh, amongst other things and um, Gameloft is like I think Gameloft and Ubisoft are owned by the same parent company or something and they think that once Vivendi gets um, now they've got Gameloft like Vivendi want to be on the board of directors for Ubisoft and they think they want to push Yves Guimot, the president of Ubisoft, out of Ubisoft. So it's a bit sort of it's a bit businessy, and I don't like it's difficult to read if this does happen. What that's going to mean? Will Ubisoft as a brand continue? Like it's just interesting, given that I think a lot of people, myself included, consider Ubisoft a major player in the games industry. So it's interesting that someone else, because I'd forgotten about Vivendi, has come along and could be threatening them. Yeah. You know, I think any sort of change in in Ubisoft is like is welcome for me. I mean, I don't want a bad change, but I think change is good. Change incurs, change instigates growth. So I don't know. It is businessy, but like there is a business side to video games. It is a business, so there's always going to be this kind of stuff. But like uh, speaking of Ubisoft, I posted a, a a YouTube video someone put on Reddit. E3 is right on the corner, and every year Ubisoft has all these crazy tech demos, and they show these awesome games like. Uh, Watch Dogs was a big letdown, the Division gameplay footage, uh, Far Cry footage, Assassin's Creed footage, all this stuff, and then the game releases, and there's been downgrades of visual yeah. quality and gameplay quality, and it's like, Ubisoft is always like, this is what you're going to be able to do based on our demo at E3, and yeah. then you don't see it that way, and you can't play it that way, and you can't do those things. So, I mean, I don't know, I welcome change, because that formula is pissing a lot of people off. Yeah. So if someone is able to come in with a fresh perspective and change things. Well, I think um, that's why nowadays every single trailer will always have like the not gameplay footage or gameplay footage written at the bottom because I think even ever so, like all I want to see is gameplay footage. Mm. I don't. Yeah. I don't care what your CGI skills are right now. I want to see the yeah. gameplay. You know what I'm saying? So. And whilst that's, Ubisoft are uh, big boys, they're probably not expanded as as much as the likes of Activision and EA and the other big players in yeah. the world, they probably need a bit more cash and a bit more insight and a bit... They're, yeah. they're, apparently yeah. they're quite insular uh, at the time. Yes. So yeah. a bit and more. it's like, when was the last time Ubisoft came out with a new IP? Like, that's... I'm trying to think. But yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the sequel company is what I see, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, The Division was new, but... Yeah, true. Okay, like, true. still off the Tom Clancy franchise, so... Yeah. Uh, there's fears that the, the new... Um, 
Ghost Recon is going to be the same route as The Division and such like it's all hyped up and has all these great capabilities and visual qualities and then it comes out and it's just not like that. So yeah. we'll see. There will be a link in the release notes about the YouTube video. It shows yes. E3 footage compared with actual release footage and it's a big eye-opener because E3 is on the 14th of June. So uh, yeah. just keep your expectations in check when you see all those trailers coming <laughs> yeah. out. We, yeah, we as a podcast, we will, sort of, we will discuss E3 when it comes around. Is, so, uh, is anybody except Ubisoft going to be there? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. well, we know we know Nintendo's going to be there, and they'll be showing a bit of Zelda. But yeah, apart from that, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm always excited for E3, but ah, man, I gotta keep, like I said, keep my expectations in check for this year because we'll we'll see what's coming up. Um, yeah, I have a couple more things of news. If unless you guys got any more comments on that, no. So, um, do you guys know what GOG.com is? No, good old games. Yes. So, um, for Nick's uh, awareness. And Furinus, GOG.com <laughs> and is a website where you can purchase games that are DRM-free, so uh, digital rights management, I think. Yeah, management. Um, basically, you buy it once, you own it forever kind of thing. You don't have to log into uh, a, a separate account on Steam and get online auth- um, authorization to play it. Like you, you buy the game and you own it. And that's what they believe in, is they believe in DRM-free games. So they've introduced GOG Connect, which means you connect it with your Steam library, and any games in your Steam library that are also in the GOG library will automatically go into your GOG library to kickstart your your GOG games. And then, like, they're um, basically saying you can play games without DRM, without having to be on Steam, if you join GOG.com. And check it out. We're giving you all the games you already bought for free on our platform. So yeah. I think they're, they're, they're trying to grow their user base by pulling players from Steam. Which I mean, okay. that's not a terrible tactic, but <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I don't know how how it'll go. I don't. I mean, I use Steam just because I have my games everywhere, so that's yeah. it is a form of DRM. But that's why I use Steam. So part of me wonders um, if Valve might kick up a fuss about this. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know if they can because it's. I'm sure. That, well, they're a big old company. I'm sure they'll find a way. <laughs> you know, Valve is historically very pro player but they're also pro money so yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> praise gaping yeah <laughs> yeah um other than that there is a new graphics card that's already been uh like sold out on Newegg, and it's selling on amazon the nvidia is making the gtx 1070 and the 1080 and apparently the gtx 1070 is better than the 980 ti so for all those people out there that want to get the latest and the greatest in and understand cards. what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so the 980 Ti is was like the top of the line graphics card for many years. Um, it made by Nvidia, so there's AMD and there's Nvidia that make graphics cards. Yeah. Um, the GTX 1070 is reportedly much better in benchmarks than everything else that's going to come out. So um, you'll be able to. It's kind of like the new console but for computers it's the new graphics code okay yeah it's like the new yeah. generation so you so. can expect brad wanting it i, I do i actually do Not but it. but check it out they're selling for a thousand dollars right now so oh, oh. <laughs> yeah oh boy that's that's a bit much for me yeah you don't say <laughs> yeah <laughs> so check it out we got those uh we'll have a link to the pc gamer article in the in the release notes yeah um, we will so. we, we will not be putting in an amazon link because gamers without borders is not will not be held responsible if you waste a thousand pounds on a graphics card <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's up to you i think um, we're gonna need a legal team <laughs> yeah I i'll got, be our legal team 
Do you have any so, legal yeah. experience? Because I've watched um, a lot of Law and Order. She's I've she's really good at arguing. Like she, times. well, she are, she always wins our arguments. So <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> but I win ours too. So we don't I mean, argue. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm doing I got, pretty well. I got nothing on on news unless you guys got other stuff. No, I I'm quite happy to transition into. Uh, Okay, right, uh, so next section. the next thing is uh, Robin was kind enough to send in a design question for Rena's game design <laughs> ideas. Yep, um, it was a couple of weeks back. We hadn't forgotten. It was nope. Uh, so I gave it to her this morning because she was gone last week. So I gave it to her this morning, and she had to do some googling on what Bimani and D twenty was. But uh, so Robin sent an email that says, "Here are some words for a game I generally probably want to play: shampoo, sunglasses, Bimani, D twenty, and hundreds of honking angry geese." So. <laughs> I don't know where Rena's going to go with that, but um, are you ready to share? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ready to share. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I did some research. You ready? I All learned, right. kind of. On you. Okay. So, you roll your 20-sided dice, okay, and that... Shoot. <laughs> so, all of her notes are written on a sticky note? <laughs> And they're kind of like scribbled on with everything else. So Commitment. do you want to take a minute and organize yourself? And it started out well, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I was, I was yeah, you, roll, you roll your dice. <laughs> okay, so you roll your dice. And actually, I need... You need more no, time? I need more time. I just need to figure out how I want it. Like, I have the idea, but like I don't know how to you say words. it. Do you want to scratch it out on paper? Or exactly. Something? I don't know how to pitch this. I'm sorry. Oh, cool. I just, like, I'm quite um... excited for what this might be now, though. If, if, you're, <laughs> if you're struggling to describe the concept, it, it's got to yeah, be something yeah. special. Yeah. Thank so, you. I actually, I, on that. Well, so, yeah, I just say, I think fear of geese is quite interesting, because... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever encountered a goose? Yeah. They're yes. So they're mean. all over England. It's yes. They're so mean. No, they're was, cute. You can feed them. I quick. was chased by an angry goose once. It was terrifying. I was young. It was, it was as big as I was because my was sister young. was chased by like twenty at one point. So yeah. So your sister probably hates geese too. Yeah. Uh, well, she has a sort of tentative fear. So, um, without letting this turn into a geese podcast, we're going to move <laughs> on to our uh, main topic. So yeah. uh, I wanted to talk about this because. Um, Robin is kind of an expert in like life coaching and uh, I want to say like supportive, like mental health kind of stuff. So at least that's why I see you. Uh, and you talked about neurolinguistic programming and you said you taught the class and uh, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of a big word. So I don't know if you want to explain what that is when I'm done here, but uh, our topic for this week is video games and mental health. So how can video games affect our mental state? And I have a couple of ideas to kickstart conversation. Um, I pitched this idea to Robin and he threw back at me the game of Depression Quest. Have you heard of it, Nick? No, I'm going to just I'm gonna look at it now. Uh, yeah, so Depression Quest was a game, uh, basically the, the website calls it an interactive fiction where you play as someone living with depression. You're given a choice, a series of everyday life events, and you have to manage your depression, your relationships, your job, and your treatment, and make decisions. And it is basically an awareness thing to show other sufferers of depression that they're not alone and how okay. they feel, and to illustrate to people that don't have depression what it's like to live with it. So it's a video yeah. game geared towards a mental health um, like illness, basically, to raise awareness and help people out. So like that's that's geared towards it. But there are games that obviously have an effect on our mental health that weren't meant for that. So yeah. I'm going to use Call of Duty and Halo because they affect my mental state all the time. And I'm sitting there playing Halo and Rena's upstairs in bed and she can hear me cursing loudly <laughs> and screaming obscenities. I at, hate it. 
<laughs> I absolutely hate it. Because yeah. I'm getting so angry. I'm like rage quitting and getting frustrated and stuff like that. So oh, that's so obviously you're an not effect. a rage quitter. I sometimes I can be sometimes. like oh, if it gets that's, bad. That's low. No, no, no. <laughs> look, look. I will, I will. I will finish the. Hey, I'm feeling <laughs> feeling picked out right now. <laughs> This um, is not a safe place. Yeah. Be if I just like rage quit out of the podcast and just like left. Um, My name's Brad and I have a problem. <laughs> no, um, I'll just get really mad. I don't. I don't leave games. I'll be like, this is frustrating, and I'll try and finish it up. But rage quitting is a thing that people do, and it's because the game is making you very angry, and that's an effect on your mental health. So, is like, that's obviously not a positive change, but that's just my my iteration of how games can affect you. So, I want to hear thoughts. Um, we can talk yeah. about depression, crust, wage quitting, talking about um, other ways uh, well, video games affect our mental health. Anyone again, have thoughts on it? You've you've managed to brilliantly stifle the conversation we can have with this because you're a terrible person. But I'd say the biggest game that's ever affected <laughs> my mental state... I'm getting there. The biggest game to going. affect my mental state is actually Life is Strange. Oh, oh. Because, like... Oh, just I'm see. I'm gonna and because and, I haven't played it now. You yeah, can't talk I'm gonna about be cagey and try and dance around anything to be spoilery. But I came out of that like I'm pretty sure it's flicked a switch in my head and made me far more emotional about things than I normally am. And I think, and I, in some ways, that's good. And it just it made me it made me think about a lot of things that I was relating to video game characters in a way that I personally normally don't. Like I more view games as a, as an escapism of sorts so you can imprint on a particular character and think for the next hour I am that person it doesn't matter what I can or cannot do for that for the next hour I'm just this person I, I agree with you because I'm, I'm the same way um, what thoughts do you have Robin yeah well life is strange has got some really powerful themes running mm. through it I'm, I'm getting the hint that I should play through life is strange <laughs> literally you could dr- just stop the podcast now just play, and play it now it's fine uh, I'm chatting yeah. with it with my former housemate who moved to the States and he had a lot of things going on when he reached the end of the game and he was, I'm really sorry Mikey that I'm going to share this with the world he was like, I ugly cried when I got to the end of it. <laughs> that's right. so, so, so did I yeah. so I literally the, the, the worst thing I think was also being a, I, I played it entirely alone because I had no one around and that was the worst thing that I just was at my desk and I just broke down and I just, I could not st- I couldn't stop it just, yeah, just phew. Can we can we talk about a different game? Yes, <laughs> well, otherwise we're going to cry again. These, these are the kinds of games that I love to play, though. Games with a, with a story that, that maybe manipulate your state, your emotions to to make you mm. go down. I love the Telltale games, for example. Um, they're, they're not as powerful because they're more almost cartoonish stories yeah. that they're telling and they're, they're shot in that style. But some of those decisions, season one of The Walking Dead, for example... Um, have you guys played that? No, I have but, um, seen it. I watched a playthrough, or a what? little bit of a Let's Play or Twitches mm. of it. Although so. I've heard a lot of people say that, like, Season 1 of The Walking Dead was Telltale's peak, mm. and sort yeah. of every every I've game since well. they've tried to emulate it and not quite got there. It was just bleak decision after bleak decision, uh, and mm. trying to look after this little girl who can't look after herself, and, and putting mm. yourself in really terrible situations to look after her and the group. Oh, it's so, like, the... So the game is forcing you to make decisions, which, I mean, yeah, it's a video game, and you can be like, oh, well, let's just see what happens. But either way, it's like, the the way I see it is the games that make you make decisions like that, when you make a decision that might have a negative consequence, you might be shedding a little light of, like, your, your inner person that you're, like, just curious about. Mm. So how does, like, 
let's say I was to play a game with the all all uh, all good route like um, Undertale, playing the the peaceful route or whatever, and then I play through and deliberately do the genocidal route and just like kill everybody, don't care, and choose all these negative things. You're like I'm the I go full dark side and Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Robin, in your professional opinion, do you think that has an effect on your mental well-being? Um, I love to play the renegade, the evil route. <laughs> That's what I do. But hey, I like to think of myself as a good guy. Um, it used to be that I'd, I'd always, always, always be the good guy, right mm. from Fable onwards. Um, yes. Sort of, yeah. yeah, I'm going to be the nice man who helps everyone. Now I'm like, no, I'm going to attack everyone with my sword, I'm going to make the bad decisions, I'm going to make these suckers pay. Because, it, again, it's an escape. It's a completely different reality to my reality. I could see some people being affected by that, um, going, oh, mm. there's, there's really no consequences to me acting in this way, other than the police are going to turn up and I'm going to lob a fireball in their face, so what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this could turn into a conversation uh, about video games and violence real easily oh. but um yeah i don't really want to talk about that right no, now no but neither do i whole... but i think i think what robin said is right that quite often i think even like even nice people like the opportunity to be not nice because it's essentially no strings attached mm. like let's be fair anyone that's played gta has <laughs> put the tank cheat on and blown up enough police officers to i don't even know because it's like I think it's kind of nat like this is getting a bit psychological, but I think it's kind of natural in humans for the sort of the desire to occasionally just destroy and and be a bit I, angry because I, I think you agree. need to. I think, I, need, I think you need to vent yeah, your anger. I really, I completely agree. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll share a story. I think I shared this before on the podcast. Playing um, the division, there is an, uh, an opportunity for you to basically kill random people and take their loot from them and so it was like me running around and this guy helped me out and we were working together and then we got to this loot point and i had this decision where like he chose to trust me it's a real world person chose to trust me with his protection and i turn around and i like i have this inner struggle like i could take him down and take his stuff even though he trusted me but it's just a video game and so I was like, you know what? It's just a video game. Let's see what happens. So I shot him in the back and took his stuff. And then I immediately just felt terrible. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm just a bad person. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it wasn't just an NPC. It was another player. Well, and yeah, it's just a video game. But then uh, yeah, I, like, I, th- I, I was like, yeah, I got the loot. But like, And someone else has put I, the I effort had... in to get that loot. And you have taken it I know. from them. I think, oh, you yeah, are. I think, <laughs> I think but one other of the people big... might not care. So yeah, I, I mean... think one of the big things, like you say, is when in a video game, it stops being an NPC and it starts being a character. Mm-hmm. Like I would just, I would just say this briefly to Robin. Episode t- end of episode two, Life is Strange. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday I'll be in on this this discussion Some... on these. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if either me and or Robin just get a load of messages of like you having an emotional break. It's just it finally hits you. It's fine. We're, yes. we're here for you if you need us. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it did, it did make me smile, Robin, when you messaged me and you were just like. Life is strange. Oh my god. Help. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, no, it's fine. I've been so, um. So yeah, men- mental uh, video games and mental health, I think they definitely have an effect on you. Uh, I'm going to take it in kind of a different direction because I experienced this myself last week. They're relaxing, like, time-waster video games, like idle clicker games and stuff like that, like uh, Cookie Clicker, Clicker Hero, stuff like that. Games like um, Farmville or Stardew Valley mm. give people a sense of reward and achievement with no real effort yeah you know oh, so um, classic they're relaxing by nature case of a skinner box sorry 
it's a, exactly it's their Skinner box games, and it's yeah. Um, I wrote on the in the notes is they're an active steady progression without any challenge besides figuring out um, the basic puzzle and how the mechanics, and then like in Stardew Valley, it's like people are okay with clearing out their farm, so it's like just clicking a bunch of trees until they fall down or clicking rocks until they disappear, yeah. and it's a rewarding like you've cleaned up your farm. Like you just spent like four hours clicking a tree. How does like what does that say about your yeah your, your you know what does that how does that affect you mentally or like mm. why do you well, think we do that kind of thing? Yeah. This is going to come across really cynical on my part, but I sometimes think that as a, <laughs> I know I that um like games like this the sort of all reward and no challenge I think can be slightly dangerous if you sort of let them sort of spread into your everyday life and you start to believe that like you sort of can just get things without sort of putting the effort in. And I think that's one way sort of the immediacy and sort of the way games give you instant satisfaction, instant stimulus. You've got to, you've got to realize that's not the real world. You can't allow yourself to get wrapped up in a world that isn't real. That's, that's true. I, I agree with that. Um, do you have any thoughts on this, Robin, before I move on? To yeah, the next? We, we, we live in a world of instant gratification these days. We're constantly being bombarded by <clears> data information, and it's it's this this kind of constant reward uh, is is a really useful tool in in actually in, in overcoming procrastination, scheduling your stuff for the day, and building in little short rewards, quick rewards, five minute ones. Whether it's quick go on, what am I playing at the moment? It's um, the Future Armor, <laughs> Candy Crush S <laughs> game. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, level That's level one seven five without spending any money though. <laughs> that's alright I've been um, lis- um, sorry to interrupt but listeners of this podcast will know from last week I was talking about the mobile game Infinity Loop I can now comment that I'm on level 430 oh something oh my god <laughs> Rina and I started playing it and we like, got to like level 10 we're like okay this no, is no I got actually. to level 3 and I was like I'm finished sorry carry on Robin um, yeah so build it, building in little rewards throughout the day the, the unconscious mind loves being rewarded even if it's just a pat on the back and you tell yourself oh hey well done and no matter whether the task is huge or, or minuscule yeah. um, having that constant reward built in um, yeah. just makes I'm, you I'm really, more motivated I'm really glad you started talking about that because my next thing I was going to talk about is video games uh, gamifying things mm-hmm. like learning in the classroom and gamifying your habits with the program I'm using, Habitica, you set up an avatar, and then you put in tasks like uh, mine. Like, let me actually read some of mine off of my phone. I think one of them is mow the lawn, which is a daily task. One it's of, not a daily or, task. I was going to say, who mows their lawn every hold on, day? Hold on, listen. It's a daily task, but it only is activated daily every two weeks on a certain day. So if I don't do it on that day, my avatar will lose health if I don't accomplish that daily task for that day. So there's other things that are actual daily things like uh, do my stretches, wash my dishes, do my email, things like that are things I have to do every day. If I don't mark those off on Habitica, my avatar will lose health. And the only way to gain back health is to level up. And the only way to level up is by completing daily tasks or another section called habits. So habits are things you want to build into habits. So I have think confidently, uh, get up on my first alarm, uh, eat healthy food. 30-minute workout. Those are habits I want to do. Every time I do those, I earn experience in gold for my avatar, and when he earns a level, he refills his health, and you get rewards, and you can spend that gold on silly in-game stuff like buying a pet or things like that. So I'm trying to gamify uh, habit building, basically, and rewarding myself with like virtual numbers for actual real-world tasks. 
Now, they're doing this in all sorts of places. Like I said, in the classroom, I know teachers that use gamifying things where kids will lose points if they talk out of turn or if they get sent out of the classroom. They lose points on a website. And then they like the act of seeing them get negative points on the website is more powerful than having them sit outside of the classroom during break time. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting how like just numbers on a screen will affect how people think and see progress. Yeah. That's something of an indictment of modern society. Right. That we, that we care more about fake numbers. <laughs> I know. It's super strange. And I, I've talked with Robin a bit about. Um, how I would alter this system. Yeah, you had some uh, thoughts on making it a bit more uh, customizable. Yeah, so um, you, you talked about like habit building and stuff like that and, and how... Um, so there's lots of apps that gamify things. Do you have any that you know of that are like you recommend or that you've seen do it like a good way? Or like what's the problem with gamifying things? The problem I see, I've seen lots of these and I've not found one that I've stuck with to be honest. Me either. Me either. And that's part of the problem is that it takes about 66 days to build a new habit and get that embedded in as the, uh, you have to build new neural pathways in your mind essentially. And it's like, it's like a field of tall grass. You have to keep walking through that path time and time again before the grass is going to lay down and stay lying down. And that's like the, the neural pathways. So you have to, you always have to have a reminder to tell you to use these things <laughs> to start building your habits. You've got to build a habit to use these habit-forming activities. <laughs> um, they're all just a little bit basic for me. There's no game to them. It's like you level up and you get a cat or a hat or um, <laughs> or something else that rhymes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, a bat. Yeah, a bat. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I got you guys. <laughs> got my back there. Um, but there's no game to it. If there was maybe some kind of battling system if they maybe digimoned it or something like that i did a little bit more so so the neat thing with habitica is they have like guilds where you can be in a team with other people or parties so let's say all three of us here joined habitica we could form a party and then... there's four of us here I just... yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah, I, was, um, I, I was i hoping don't... you were gonna catch I hope that. that you don't like <laughs> like so uh the reason i said three is because i've tried like habit building things what <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, do you know what? If all four of us joined a party in Habitica, thank you. We could join a quest where our collective goal is to defeat a monster, and we do damage to this monster by completing each of our daily tasks among all of us. If one of us fails to do a daily task, the whole party takes damage. Ooh, so it's accountability system. Yeah, right? yeah it is yeah. very interesting. Like that's kind of. I think that could break many friendships. Yeah. <laughs> oh you forgot to do the dishes. We've all died. <laughs> <laughs> So that Bye. is a really cool thing, but I see one major problem with that is finding people to join a party with, mm. you know, mm. like other people that are as interested in it as you. Yeah. So um, that's one thing. And I had a, a couple of ideas with this, and my thought was, in this, you're assigning, like, in Habitica and every other thing, I put in my task of um, brushing my teeth every morning, and I assign the weight that the game rewards me for. So I can say brushing my teeth is an easy task, or can you can say it's a hard task for me to do. And based on that, the game rewards me differently. So what's stopping me from assigning the hard difficulty to every task to get the maximum amount mm. of... To basically win faster if you can win this game, right? Yeah. So maybe I'm a shitty person and would just set everything <laughs> to the hard difficulty and would just get instant gratification from these simple tasks. And maybe I wouldn't even do them. I just like would upload random tasks and click 
the checkbox on all of them and be like, look, yeah. guys, I'm awesome, you know, <laughs> yeah. like to Whereas other people. Like, you, and then one of us messages Rena and it's like, has he actually done any of this? Just no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> so Did my thought... Did you socks there? Yep. <laughs> my thought was a game where you're, instead of setting your own challenges, which I'm sure is an important part of building those neural pathways, like you said, um, what if you're meeting somebody else's challenge? So you join one of these habit building games and you choose from a curated list of, like, people have submitted brushing your teeth and it has a standard set weight of five points. Except you might, um, I don't know, let's do mowing the lawn. So mowing the lawn is a standard set 10 points, but maybe you have an acre to mow and you don't have a riding lawnmower. So that would earn you more points than someone that has a riding lawnmower because it's harder to do it with a push mower, right? Or maybe the size, and those would be modifiers. What kind of lawnmower you have and the size of your yard would modify the point value. So you're meeting somebody else's preset challenge as opposed to setting your own. And like with that you would have like not a way to compare to others but a way to compare to yourself how you've been improving with the point value so i mean that's just an idea i, w- I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on that i told him that i would just set all his stuff for him but he told me now <laughs> yeah i think i think to some extent you almost do need someone else to do it because i think a lot of us can't really trust ourselves yeah. that's, i think that's that's, that's, that's just me to is like yeah i, like I mean to take a a snapshot of it and email it in to, 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 yeah. to the guys running the running the software. Go right, that's confirmed. There's you with your toothbrush in your mouth. You can have your points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like okay, well that'll be quite cool. <laughs> Selfie while I'm mowing the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, that's just some ideas I had on the habit building stuff. Um, there is a book that I have read that is very good called Extra Lives: Why Video Games Matter. And it is about how video games are important to everyday lives and how they can be used to uh, improve productivity, improve socialization. There's things like people have designed games to be played in cemeteries to get people to go to cemeteries more often. And it's not just video games. It's like board games and things like that because cemeteries are an important part of culture. But in American culture, we don't really go to cemeteries at all. Like they're around, but nobody visits them. And that's sad because... They need money, and they only get money if people visit them, things like that. So there's games designed to help each other out, and Extra Lives, Why Video Games Matter, talks about how video games can help each other and change the world and things like that. Yep. So um, I suggest giving it a read. Yep, um, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. And yep. because I'm very aware, uh, there will be an Amazon.com and an Amazon.co.uk link for that <laughs> as well. Just to be, just to be sure. Okay, all right. So um, I suggest if anyone is interested in looking into gamifying things, um, how games affect people mentally, they should look into that. Um, I'm going to give Rena a chance to share her design unless... Yeah, so I, you... I wrote everything down <laughs> as I would say it. So it's, it's good um, Do we have any other thoughts on video games and mental health There's before you move? One thing that, that that book just reminded me of, I don't know what it's called. There's um, There's a deck of cards you can buy. It's not a video game. It's to make you come out of your comfort zone a little bit further oh and it says things like hug three people and give them this card yeah that's it we have that yes have we do. you hugged three people and given them a card no <laughs> no I hate here's, hugging people here's, so that is a really cool game actually because you go through the cards and there are a lot of good ones there's a lot of bad ones that are like this could be dangerous like I wouldn't hug random three people because shoot yeah. you don't know who's going to fight you um, <laughs> yeah but at the same time um the only way that's going to work is if the person you're giving the card to knows what the card is for. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be slightly weird if you walked onto someone on the street, handed them a bit of paper and hugged them, and they'd be like, well, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. No, I'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, so would I, but it's just... Yeah. Well, I mean, we're yeah. all exceptional yeah. people, so... <laughs> yeah, I've been doing the waving at people challenge this last week, because I, w- I work in the city of London, which is a very, yeah. all very serious, we're all in suits, and I've just been grinning and waving at people in the street, and I got sort of... What, what, what is the wave challenge? You just wave at people. Just wave, just randomly waving at people. I do the head nod, I do like the, you know, close the eye, look, give them a look, and like, sup, like the, the head nod, tilt up. <laughs> I always, yeah, this, this I always find it really cool disconcerting when people, when random people smile at me. Like I know they're being nice, but it always really, it really can, like, really, <laughs> like makes me feel did strange. You do something? Is yeah, it's like have, I... have we met before, or are you just being nice? I can't tell. Yeah. And it's like, which is so many, so many times. Like uh, I've had people tell me, like, yeah, I, I, I saw you, I saw you last week, and you looked really like angry or really grumpy, and I was like, yeah, that's just that just happens. Somebody smiled at me that day. I should, I should crush them for that. Yes, and <laughs> things like that probably explain part of my current situation, but. Uh, a discussion for another day. Yes. Anyway, so, Rina, um, what's your game? Yeah. Okay, so I've got this figured out. Oh, All right, hello. things that you need for this game include a 20-sided dice and a connect. Oh, she's learning oh, to give us our... Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. You wake up in the morning and your mom... You need... no. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> And your mom needs you to go to the grocery store and grab her some shampoo, some sunglasses, and a few other items. And you're like, all right, well, since mom's making me. So, you're at the grocery store, and in order to find the groceries, you have to roll the dice, and you also have to dance. (laughs) So, you roll the dice, and numbers have different dances. Oh, God. So you have to perform these dances before you can put the item in your cart. So we're talking like tango and the stanky leg. <laughs> no. I like, really need that bread. Like, so you know how on um, like dance games, there's someone, there's like a... Yeah. Oh, like the connect motion games where you have to like... Yeah, you have to do... Dance yeah, moves and they're yeah all silly exactly. And... So there's different dances for different numbers. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have to do different dances before you can put the item in your cart. And you have to get like 85% or above in of, order... Of matching the, yeah. the dance moves? Yeah. You're a harsh mistress Man, for dancing. Yeah, come in, in order, in order Not to all of us could dance. Item, have you seen me dance? Otherwise, you have to redo the dance and you just keep redoing it until you're uh, just fucking awesome. So... Hold on, hold on. So you're saying you're, you're dancing for You're dancing items for in the groceries, store. yes. You're a, a, a grocery stripper. No. <laughs> <laughs> go, and, go and twerk at the fish counter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. And so, not to make this too easy, there you have are. To get all your clothes on. There are enemies that are randomly generated. And if you get an enemy. It's a goose, and you guys have to have a dance battle. Dance off with the goose. It's like Space Channel yeah. 5 in the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> the geese. 
So you have a dance battle with a goose. I had a second. That's the episode title, Space Channel 5 in a supermarket. (laughs) And if you win the dance battle, then you find, like, some extra money or, like, someone gives you something for free, you know, so you can get some candy or whatnot. So you turn out the pockets of the geese. Oh, maybe not. (laughs) Are are you then taken to their van? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) There's also... A multiplayer aspect that you can have yeah, I'm down with, with you and your other friends, and you guys can all have a dance battle against multiple keys. <laughs> and pretty much, you're just trying to get all these groceries for your mom. Yeah, We're having dance offs with keys. Nice. Yes. <laughs> That's have you got? Have you got an episode? Have you got a title for this? Because I've got one. Hit me. Honk if you want to go faster. <laughs> 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 that's a really good one yeah. so um all right robin does that meet your criteria for <laughs> well do you know what i have a d20 and i am going shopping after we're done here so I... <laughs> let's yeah, <so laughs> let's, let's yeah, see just, how it works just, yeah. out in real life um yeah if you could get that um on the xbox live store for me by the end of the week that would be great <laughs> thank you we're gonna start production fine. right now so <laughs> Yep. So uh, you can expect it within the next quarter two, 2016. Hours. So. Yep. I will be doing the voice talent of the geese. My voice, <laughs> okay. my voice is currently croaky enough. I can. <laughs> can we can we hear an audition real quick for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel yes, the urge I to dance it. against you now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. So, oh my yeah. gosh. You're welcome. Thanks for that. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Was, you know, I've always wanted to be ooh la la, and now I can do it with some geese too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep an eye on like, the front page of the Times when we see a headline of like man arrested for <laughs> dancing with geese in supermarket. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's East oh, London. It happens here all the time. Oh my oh, god. god. <laughs> But this is how I need to start writing all my stuff down. Just write yourself a script. Yes, exactly. Because my my noggin just doesn't. It's okay. Comes comes with time. That's funny. (laughs) Good. I hope that meets your uh, your your criteria. Yeah, I am. I am well. I hit everything. I'm I'm excited to see (laughs) maybe the new Ubisoft. Uh, deliver this. Yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. Ubisoft is going to fund this, and oh, okay. it's going to yeah. be their new IP. We're going to, we're going to tweet. Just, we're going to tweet Eve Gimo a picture of a dancing goose, and yep. just see what he does. Yep. So that's good. Um, yeah. Thanks, Renee. We're going to move on to uh, community involvement. I don't know if you want to yes. take this yep. one, Nick. I'm happy to get this. So we have an email. Well, we have we have two questions. Both. Uh, one is from John of One Track Gamers. He says, uh, "Hey guys, hope you've had a good week." Brad, we're so excited you're giving Final Fantasy XIV a try. It's one of the most enjoyable MMOs out there, in our opinion. Uh, and he then says to me, the Hank Scorpio episode of The Simpsons, which is a bit of a callback to last week, and Project Scorpio is one of the best episodes. Yes, yes it is. And uh, he said, here's a random question, and it's so random, I'm pretty sure John's gone completely insane. Yes. And that's, if you worked in a circus, what role would you have? Oh, man. Off the top, I would say not lion tamer. I'd probably be the ringleader. Unicyclist. Ringleader? Yeah. Unicyclist. Can you describe what you would do? So I'm basically telling everyone what to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I'm announcing everyone. In charge. <laughs> I'm in charge. Yeah. Um, oh everyone's like, oh, wow, she's a ringleader. She's so cool. And I'm like, I yes, know. I am. I yeah. Circus. I was in a circus. I would be a sad clown. Oh no! <laughs> Who ever heard of Brad, I think a you'd be sad like the, clown? The, 
peanut that guy. Clown. The peanut guy? <laughs> yeah. Like peanuts. Get your peanuts. Yes, exactly. Peanuts here. Peanuts here. Big doll oh. bag of nuts for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I feel like I would sell some nuts real good. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. That's your mm. But no, oh, um, that's, that's not I will, title. Uh, I will definitely be a, I will be a unicyclist because I've had far too many wheel-based oh problems over the past two days. Ugh. Two Dude. days ago, I had a puncture. Yesterday, one of the tires of my wheelchair came off. Fun times. Oh my gosh. Yes. <clears throat> so unicyclist circus. And then, um, yeah, John also sent guy. us a follow-up question because. Uh, fellow podca- games podcast video games generations have been asking people what's your f- what are your sort of favorite top 10 games of all time this is a tough one yeah a lot of games <laughs> yeah i've been i've actually been Ten working on the lot. list as we've been recording you've been making a list already yeah it's because i'd forgotten about this because i've been busy and i was like oh god no i need an answer for this so. <laughs> oh jeez. um yeah. i don't know there's all kinds of games i love off the top of my head um I want to go with Final Fantasy VII because yeah. that's way up there. It's a really good one, and then of course Halo One, Two, and Three. So there's four. <laughs> yeah. Um, top ten games. I don't even know. I'd have to check my Steam library. Do you can have? We go, can we go top five? Uh, go well, top it's three? not. It's not our question. It was their, their rule. <laughs> True. I don't know. If, do you have ten games that I you can think have of? Yeah. Have you played ten games? Have you? <laughs> I've, I've played ten games, but like. I've played ten games. Period. So. <laughs> there you go. There's your list. Fair enough. I, I'm thinking you're on the track of Star Wars Pod Racer for. Well, I've got Star Wars Pod Racer. I have The Sims. I have um, Super Smash Brothers. That's a good one. Mario Kart. That's another good one. Yeah. Halo Four, Halo Five, Halo One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I got two more. Hold on. What about the games you designed? Oh, designed? yeah. Let's just go with all of the Pokemon. We'll, <laughs> we'll just do all of Pokemon for all ten. There's all more right. than ten games, though. We'll, we'll go Pokemon Stadium, Ugh. Pokemon Snap. Fun fact, Pokemon is the longest-running, best-selling video Pokemon game franchise of all Blue. time. Yep. Every year, they sell more games than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, harking back <laughs> to um, the Pokemon theme tune, fun fact about that, the guy who sings it is the guy who did the rap in Michael Jackson's Black and White. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. This. Um. Sorry to interrupt. About video games. Um. And singing. Are any of you guys aware of the YouTube video that's just called Daytona Guy? No, no. I'm not. There's. It... There's an. Old, it's an old race. It's an old racing game called Daytona, and I'm gonna send it. To, I'm gonna send you a link now, and I'll put it in the show notes. Um. And it's a. It's a Japanese guy who's who's singing the Daytona theme, but he's like the most enthusiastic man. He's like so oh, excited man. that he's singing this song. I've got to find it. Um, right, I'll, I'll keep, take um, it. Yeah. Right, uh, favorite favorite games. games. Yeah, oh, shit. Uh, Res is my favorite game of all time, ever. Uh, what else have we got? I'm just going to go along the, the Tetsuya Mitsuguchi track here. Space Channel 5. Space Channel 5 Part 2. Child of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> um, Super Mario World. Yes! Yes! Uh, uh, Mario Party 1 for the taking the skin off your palm action on the N64. <laughs> uh, Dude, that game ruined friendships. Yeah. Uh, I made some, so that's nice. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm looking over at my game shelf. Uh, Unch- Uncharted <laughs> Two, I haven't played four yet. That's on the on the list. Do it. Um, Arkham Asylum. 
Ooh. First one. Got bored of them after that. I don't know what I'm up to. About eight. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, mm. Let's let's pause it there. Left for Dead. That's a really good one as well. Yeah. Um, I'm rubbish at on. I don't play online very much. I'm quite a yeah. loner gamer. But Left for Dead with a bunch of squealing yeah. people getting overexcited. Tank. <laughs> yeah. It's licked me again. Oh. <laughs> uh, Crazy Taxi. Ooh. I love some blue skies in games. And that's probably about 10. <laughs> Ooh, I want to add in The Simpsons Road Rage. Because <laughs> that was a great game. Oh, I don't know. Hit and Run was better. All right. Fair enough. All right, Nick. Uh, right, my 10 are... There's, they're all very similar, but... Uncharted 4. These aren't in order, but... Uncharted the Nathan Drake Collection. I'm counting that as one game because it's on one disc. <laughs> Uh, James Bond Nightfire for the PS2. Of course. I knew you were going to say that one. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5. Tomb Raider 2013. Gran Turismo 4. Oh my gosh, you made an actual list. F106. Life is Strange. Team Fortress 2. And Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Those are all very, very good games. So I took a look at my Steam library, and interesting to me, the games I have in my library with that have the most hours are not anywhere in my top 10 favorite list. <laughs> and, like, I don't know why that is. Like, I don't even really like Dota 2, but for some reason I have 166 what? hours on record of playing that game. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why I played that game so much. I <laughs> to really be fair, don't. I've not played it in about a year, but I might have, like, I think I've got a couple hundred hours in DF2. Yeah. Like, it does stack up. So, yeah. Uh, that's up there, not on my top 10. But I did yeah. find uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which is on my top 10. That game, yeah. I've been playing that for a while now. It's 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 a ton of fun, especially if you have a good group of teammates and stuff like that. So mm. I am a competitive gamer uh, at heart, really. So Halo 1, 2, 3, Halo 5, Counter-Strike, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 10. Um... Rocket Ball. Rocket League. League. Rocket League. Rocket League is a good one. Um, I don't know if that's up there in my top 10. It is. I don't know. There's just all kinds of games. Oh, Skyrim. I've played Skyrim Oblivion and... Or not Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Oblivion and Skyrim. I remember Oblivion when it first came out. I was at that age where like I could fully understand like games and their intricacies and um, things like that. And like I borrowed a friend's Xbox to play Oblivion yeah. for like hours and hours on end because I didn't have an Xbox of my own. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, I guess that's my shortened list. Yeah, so I hope that satisfies. Have you, wa- have you, have you watched the vi- Have you watched the video I sent you? I want a live. I, I have not. I, I don't, on the show, These yeah, never it's go literally well. like the opening. The opening like thirty seconds, you sort of get the point of where it's going. Okay, I'm 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 looking at it on Discord. He's just like the world's happiest man. <laughs> is he doing? Oh, he's not doing sound effect, dude. He is. Yeah, it's like watching Jackie Chan. <laughs> It's not racist, right? Yeah. Where, where is it? My feet? Sorry. He has the same... <laughs> Don't finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it just makes me oh, smile. Oh, he's doing even like the background. Like, he's like bent double. He's like the happiest yeah, man is, ever. He is super excited to be seeing yeah. this. You'll, um, yeah, <laughs> listeners, you'll find that uh, link to that in the show notes. So you can enjoy it and it can appreciate... You can improve your day. I love him. Daytona does have a great <laughs> game over screen as well. <laughs> mm. So happy to be singing that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. 
Hey, you mentioned right, um, um, a Bond game there, Nick, and I was at a gaming event yep. on Friday, and they had an N64 set up um, for player GoldenEye. Yeah. Oh, that's rough these days. <laughs> I was going to say, I think every time I've seen people discuss GoldenEye, they've gone, it's bloody rough. Yeah, that game has not aged well. <laughs> yeah, That's why I've always maintained that Nightfire has a better multiplayer than GoldenEye. Because Nightfire's not aged brilliantly, but it, it's aged better. <laughs> Like yeah. it's it's still playable. Yeah, I get you. Well, um, I think that about wraps it up for topics, yeah. info, and community questions. Anyone yeah. else got anything? No, I think that's it. Mm, yeah. Send in suggestions for me. Oh, yeah, people want uh, really want me. suggestions for for the designs. Thanks very much, uh, Robin, for being on the show. We really appreciate you having you on, having your thoughts. Uh, maybe we'll do another episode with you if you're up for that. Yeah, um, sure. Thanks just for inviting you back. Having me, I've got lots of things in the uh, in the pipeline, so I'd love to share them with you as they uh, sort of Definitely. come to fruition. We've got live action role playing, confidence training, and podcasts and all sorts that are going to happen. So, uh, all kinds of good yeah. stuff. If people want to reach you, where? Can they do that? Uh, you can email me, Robin at coachingforgeeks.com. Uh, that's the website, obviously, coachingforgeeks.com. Uh, Twitter, Life Coach, L O N D, or Instagram, Robin Bates Life Coach. I clearly didn't have a clear strategy going into my, <laughs> <laughs> into what I was doing back at the start. Um, but if you search Coaching for Geeks, you'll eventually, <clears throat> I'll turn up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick? Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at another GMG blog. You can find me on Steam as Merciful Fate. You can find me on PSN as Merciful Fate underscore 497, I believe. I don't use PSN very much. You can find my blog at nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com. Keep an eye out for my Uncharted 4 review coming in the next couple of weeks. I will tweet out and will tweet through the podcast about it. Uh, and that's it, really. Brad, where can people find you? Did you practice that before you said it? Because that, that was slick. seemed to go really quick. <laughs> that was no, slick. I just. Well, we've been doing this for ten weeks, and it's kind of the same thing. So we have been doing this for ten weeks. That's awesome. It's our ten anniversary. Ten anniversary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if people wanted to reach me, they can find me on Twitter at majesticsteed55. They can also find me on Steam. I've changed my name to Scrub Ten Thousand. Yes. I'm the only one, so you can find me a scrub yeah. ten thousand. I'd say call back to last week if people are confused. Yep, I am the scrub lord now. Yes, um, yes, that's actually my character's name in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's, it's really scr- it's scrub lord. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because in game the NPCs are like, "Well, listen here, scrub, you can do this for me." Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, remember, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at gwbpod, or you can email us at gwbpodcast at gmail you can email us questions, uh, things you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest like Robin has, then get in touch. Tell us what you do, and we'll try and um, we'll try and sort of sort things out. Uh, we should mention that we record on a Sunday, so if you want to send us questions, get them in before a Sunday, and hopefully you'll be featured on the podcast. Do send yep. Rena your um, ideas, otherwise it's just going to be yes. a series of dancing games that I've asked for. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. So yeah, send 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 Rena ideas. They can be as this week has proved. They can be a random collection of words yep. and ideas. Where can they send those ideas to, Rena? Oh. To you guys, because oh, no. I, no, no, I don't do really? anything else. She has a Twitter. Yeah, but I yeah, deleted I, the app off my phone, oh so my I don't, gosh. I don't oh, go on it. Rina. I needed space. 
Oh. I needed space. Give me a break. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram for lifting stuff. Um, it's still reading 238. And I also have a uh, a cake Facebook now where I post pictures of my cakes that I make. Dude, and she is fantastic. It's Check cake it out. hard on Facebook. She's got all kinds of Star Wars cakes and stuff. So I make pretty things happen. Yep. <laughs> I think you should make a game of that borders cake. You should. We will pay you. <laughs> we will pay well, I won't, Bradley. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, it's my money. I so. think that's it, and I think I have come up with our outro. Oh, sort of. No, not no. We've been doing that for, for nine Ten weeks, weeks now. Um, yeah. no, nine weeks, Well, yeah. if you want to be the very best... The best that ever was. <laughs> Thanks for, for backing me up, Nick. Yeah. Uh, then you should... I don't know what Listen to this podcast. I just like that. I just like that. Thanks yeah, for listening, Yeah, this is guys. the professionalism part. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.